Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us. Aren't you grateful for those words? Hath, hath already. We're not trying to get it. We're not trying to get it. Uh, We're learning that it's ours. Who hath blessed us with what? With all, 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 all all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So all that heaven holds, all of it, none of heaven has been withheld from us. Amen. Uh, Many don't realize the largeness of that statement, but none of heaven has been withheld from us. In fact, when we get there, we're going to say, you mean I could have? You mean it could have been like this up here? Because heaven is not just about a place. Believe me, there is a place. But here, heaven shows up as not a place, but as a flow. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has already blessed us with everything that heaven itself enjoys is what one translation says. Everything that heaven's enjoying right now, that's their flow. That is the flow offered us. Now, I would have to say, and you would have to agree at some point with your own life for me too, I've cheated myself of that flow. Worry cheats us of the heavenly flow because heaven that he offers us is not just a place. It is a way of operating, a way of functioning, a way of thinking, a way of believing, a way of speaking. And it's that is already been made ours. So what is it? It's about us coming up to that flow in the way we think. Come up to that flow in the way we speak, in the way we believe. And we'll have in life, you know this, we'll have everything we settle for. If we're okay with it, that's what we'll have. But if we decide, wait a minute, the standard is what he blessed me with. That's the standard. Let's not let the flow that's of this world. What is the flow of this world? Well, the law of sin and death. And it taints every single thing of this world, but that's not our flow because he's blessed us with a different flow. And it stems from that location. It stems from the throne. Why? Because the flow of heaven that that location is experiencing all flows out of the throne. It all flows out of the throne. And he says, even though you're not at this location, the flow that comes out of the throne is still available to you in your location because that flow is not limited by location. It's not limited by distance. It's not limited to a time or a place. And we have robbed ourselves. No demon has done it. What has done it? Us not renewing our minds to what he has made ours and not, per, not settling for anything less. 
Any troubling flow, God had nothing to do with. Any harassing flow, any bombardment against the mind, God had nothing to do with that flow. And he's already blessed us with the flow that heaven is enjoying. We need to take inventory and say, what am I being okay with? I need to quit being okay. Because how many of you know, just as a parent, if you're okay with kids talking back to you, they'll keep talking back to you, right? But if you say, I'm not okay with that, and you say no more, you have a parental authority to enforce that. Well, even so, when finances and lack and difficulty talk back to you, you are authorized to say, you're not my flow. You're not my flow. You're not my flow. God's not playing games with us. He's not teasing us. He is saying every flow that heaven is enjoying right now is available to you, to those who know it, and to those who won't settle for a different flow, and to those who quit mimicking the flow of others. Because really, we we look at what others are okay with and we make them our standard. No, 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 no. That's not our standard. If heaven's not having it, I'm not having it. If heaven has it, I'm taking it. It's not about praying for this. Don't pray for this. He has already blessed us. Sometimes some are just praying out of flat ignorance and thinking that because it's in the guise of a prayer that it's accepted of God when it can be offensive to what he's already blessed us with. (laughs) Blessed be the God and Father. No wonder he said blessed be the God and Father. That he blessed us so much that we can live like people from another world. Be a man from another world. Be a woman from another world. What world are we talking about? The flow that heaven made ours. (sighs) It just takes a divine inspection, not a mental inspection, a divine inspection to say, I'm not having that anymore. I'm not putting up with that anymore. And then say, Father, the reason I've had that is I've put up with it. Because we are all living the life we have chosen. We're not living by chance. We're living by what we choose. And just because someone, something wrong shows up doesn't mean we chose it. You don't choose who shows up and knocks on your door. But you certainly choose what you open the door to. So things, wrong things, wrong flows are going to show up. Leave them outside. Don't let them in your thought life. Don't let them in your affections. Don't let them in your, your calculations. Don't let them in your, your, your spirit. Amen. Just because something shows up, you don't have to take it. I, I kind of stun people. I kind of stun people when I make the statement, but I would just like to keep stunning you. (laughs) The the greatest tragedy of my life was when my husband went home unexpectedly, suddenly. But that was not the hardest time of my life. 
The hardest time was when my mind was not renewed in past tests and I did not know how to keep the door closed. That was the hardest, not knowing, not ignorance. Ignorance will beat you all over. It'll beat you in every arena. Why? Because that's the flow of of the enemy is ignorance. He is banking on your ignorance to work his plan. And that was not the hardest flow. And I tell you what, God offers us days of heaven on earth. Now, let me, let me say a little further. Somebody may say, was the day your husband went home to, to be with the Lord a day of heaven on earth? The event wasn't, but the flow was never removed from me. And I, that day, chose my flow. I don't care what event shows up. It can never take from you what God already made yours. But you have to hold fast. Notice the word tells us, hold fast to that which thou hast. So much of the time, and we limit it by thinking, and and it's right in this situation, but it's not total in this situation, is that if you receive healing, hold fast to that. That's true. But it doesn't say hold fast to healing. It says hold fast to what thou hast. It doesn't say hold fast to manifestations. And people think just holding fast to what's manifested. No, it says hold fast to that which thou hast. What does you, what does you hast? <laughs> blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all, all the flows of heaven. <laughs> Hold fast to what you have. It's Don't limit it to just holding fast to what's manifested. Because there are flows that belong to you that haven't manifested yet. And you need, to, you need to hold fast to what he made yours to bring them into manifestation. Praise the Lord. I told you I like Ephesians 1.3. I told you that. He has blessed us with heaven's flow. Yes. And I will say this, there's very little demonstration of it in the earth. There's very few examples of it in the earth. I can't tell you the number of times, and I'm talking about times of correction when God corrected me. And he said, you need to be an example. And he was talking to me about one specific flow. He said, you need to be an example in that flow. What's that mean? I'm not being an example in that flow. He wasn't just encouraging me. That was a rebuke. But he says it so sweetly, you think you got complimented, you know? He's so skillful, right? That you walk out uplifted and you don't really realize all all of the spirit realm heard him say to you. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So he did not bless us so we could live troubled, harassed, tormented, depressed, oppressed, pushed down, lives, struggling with self-image. Get rid of self-image mess. Get rid of it like like right now. You don't have to grow past a bad self-image. You know where self-image comes from? The old man. 
old man, old man stuff. The new man is hitting Christ. The new man is a God nature. The new man is the life of God. That's the new man. No self-image in that problem, in that, in that, in that flow. No self-image problem. So when you're struggling with your self-image, you're trying to wear your old man and make him look new. And it just doesn't work because the old man is old. He's under the old law of sin and death. He's the flow of the flesh. He's the flow of everything that is negative. And what's, what's Paul tell us in Ephesians? Put off the old man. Quit trying to make him better and make him livable. Bad self-image ought to be dumped like now. Well, you know, I just, you know, I've just struggled with a poor self-image. That's what I'm saying. Dump him. That's the old man you're talking about. And that old man will rob you of a divine flow. It will rob you of heaven's best because you have to be the new man to live in the new flow. You have to, the Bible says, put off the old man. What's it say though? Put on the new man. If we don't put on the new man, we end up wearing the old man all day. And there's a new flow offered us and it's only carried out through the new man. The old man cannot conduct this new flow. The life flow, the spirit flow, the victory flow, the redeemed flow, the righteousness flow, the sanctified flow. The, the health flow, the prosperity flow, all of these can only be conducted as the new man is worn. Put on, not, I'm not, I'm not, you can go home tonight and tell your spouse, honey, for the rest of your life, you're just going to look at a new man. And I expect to, I expect to get to look at the new man too. Amen. The mind of the new man is a renewed mind. mind, The mind of the renewed man is God thoughts. Amen. And if we don't renew our mind, we have to yield to a lower natural flow. This flow of what he's blessed us with can only be carried out and cooperated with through the renewed mind. I mean, my goodness, we could talk on that for a long time. But the new man with the new mind has a new... The new man will never get old on this earth. Every day, the new man gets a new flow. New mercies every morning. <laughs> Everything is new every day. A new fullness every day. We're not, to, we're, not to, we're not to maintain fullness. We're to get a fresh infilling every day. Be filled. Be being filled is what the word says in Ephesians 5, 17. Be being filled. Don't, don't just, don't just uh, try to live off yesterday's fullness because the new man needs it new every day. Everything for the new man is new every day. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> this is just too fun and too good. Amen. So the choice is ours. Why? Because Jesus said, I'm the door. I'm the door. What's that mean? The door between the two worlds is open. There's no more cutting off between God's realm and God's flow and the natural realm and natural flow. Now the door is open and you have free access. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Wow. Um, Deuteronomy eleven twenty one. Deuteronomy eleven twenty one. How many of you know Deuteronomy is in the Old Covenant? Yes. Old Testament. Yeah. How many of you know that the Word says that we live under a better covenant? Covenant. Yes. covenant? Yes. Yes. Better. Uh-huh. Better than what we read in the Old. Right? Deuteronomy eleven twenty one. That your days may be multiplied, not shortened. Not shortened. The new man is qualified to have extended days, multiplied days. That your days may be multiplied and the days of your children. This meaning this, it's out of order for parents to bury children. It's out of order. Does that happen? Yes, but it's not God's mind. It's not his plan. That your days may be multiplied and the days of your children where? In the land, which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them. Now, he's talking about a physical land, but can I tell you what our land is? It's the plan of God, where he tells you to be, where he plants you, where he directs you to be, the church he tells you to be in, the pastor he tells you to be under, the place where he put you in the body, not where you chose to be, where he put you. That's the land he gives us. We're anointed for that land. We're graced and empowered for that land that you won't fit anywhere else just because you choose somewhere else. You're going you're going to you're going to rub someone raw being in the wrong place. Because you don't fit there. Because you don't fit there. That when we're where God told us to be. What he said as the days of heaven upon the earth. That's what I'm having. That's what I'm having. Nothing less. Nothing less. Not having anything less. Not going to put up with anything. Not going to entertain anything less. If heaven cannot be expressed through this flow, that's not the flow I'm going to be a part of. And I want you to know you have to guard that flow from people who don't care about the flow. Because you have to contend for this flow. 
Why? Because you live in it by faith. And you have to contend for the faith. Why? So you can live in the flow that heaven has made yours. And there are others who don't contend for it. And they will violate that flow and treat it lightly and dishonor it and dismiss it. And we're not unkind to people, but I just want you to know you're not my flow. Heaven offers me the flow. And I'm not out here to duplicate, replicate, imitate what you're doing. God needs examples in the earth of this. God said to me years ago, several years ago, he said, I'm going to, I'm going to make you rich as an example. Meaning that, why did he say that? Because he needs examples of rich. He has enough examples of poor. He has enough examples of not enough. And we've been there. We've all been there at those times. But God needs examples of this other flow. And I tell you what, you need to say, I'm signed up for it. I'm signed up for that flow. You say, well, how do I sign up? It's as easy as this by what you choose every day. Every day, what you choose. Every day, what you choose. Every day. Every day. God said, I set before you life, life and death. He didn't author them. He's exposing them. He's exposing the difference. I set it before you. I set before you the differences. Life, death, blessing, cursing. And then he helps you choose life. If you're going to be stupid and choose this, death and cursing, even God can't help us. He already helped us as much. He showed us the choices and then told us which choice. You're not living by chance. You're living by choice. But you don't understand, Pastor Nancy, there have been such difficult things that have come up in my life. It's still a choice what you do. It's still a choice. It's not your choice whether they come. It's your choice of what you do with what comes. This flow that is ours, it's, it's already ours. We have to hold fast to it. How? By making right choices every day. The, the little choices you make every single day determines how far you go in the flow heaven offers. Because we can go up to our ankles or we can just stand back on the beach and watch others splash around in it. Right? Or we can go up. And we can keep going up to our knees, up to our hips, up to our waist, and then in waters to swim. Why? There are degrees and depths of this flow. And your choice determines how deep you go into it. Every day. Every, every, every way you decide to respond in your marriage is choosing a flow. Every way you choose to respond on the job. You're choosing a flow. Every, every, everything, every conversation that you, every conver, every conversation you have is choosing a flow and the depth of that flow. Because to move into the flow that heaven offers us, we have to quit choosing things that take us and carry us in a different flow. You can't choose, oh, I choose God's flow, but and then start talking about 
the, the, the employer in the lunchroom with the other, with the other employees. Can't do it. Because every time you open your mouth, there's a choice. There's a choice. And you can't just choose right for most of the time. What about if you have men? Did, did you hear that? Did you hear our storm last night? I'm so yeah. impressed with our storm. We don't have storms. There was lightning. There was thunder. And who was it that called it thunder? Bubby called it thunder. We had thunder last night. I've got my dog, my, my poodle Dandy up at the house, and I've got their dog so that I can have childcare for Dandy. So I've got Prudy, his sister, over at my house so that they can be together this week. So, because I'm thinking about my, isn't that so sad? That's so sad that I'm planning childcare for my dog. <laughs> and, and, and last night, both of those dogs, they're, they're standard poodles, they were chickens. Both of them were chickens. They turned from dogs to chickens last night. And, and Dandy was sitting there barking at his reflection in the window again. And Prudy was up on the couch by me going. <laughs> I don't know that we had any power outages, but when we used to have storms like that in Oklahoma, we had power outages. Lines would go down. You had to, fi- to fix the outage. You had to find where did it go down. You couldn't just say, well, you know, most of the lines are up. No, you got to find the, the, the broken power line. Where has power been interrupted? And then you had these men that were skilled in dealing with power lines. They don't care. The power line doesn't care if you're an electrician and if you work for the city. It doesn't care. If you step on a downed live power line, it has no regard for your, that you never stepped on one for 45 years. Right? It doesn't say, oh, well, don't zap him because he's not ever stepped on one for 45 years. There's laws. There's laws and they work and these laws don't take your past into account. You work the law, the law works for you. You go against the law, the law works against you. It's a law. Life and death are laws. Blessing and cursing are laws. You can't choose the right flow for 30 years and then all of a sudden one day just get royally ticked and just let the flesh fly. Just let it fly. And think that you're just going to go deeper into God's flow. It doesn't matter that you flowed right and made right choices for every day. Has it? This is the way God said, said it to me. Every day is its own container that you must fill. Every day is empty until you put faith in it, till you put love in it, until you put skill in it, till you put your, your confession in it. You cannot live off of today's container by what you put in yesterday's container. They don't transfer. Amen. So what am I saying? It matters that every day. Think about, think about one of the most impressive, there are some men in the Bible who live beautiful lives that there's nothing negative recorded about them. Samuel was one. Another one is Joseph. 
You never, never see some scandal. What about Daniel? He's another one. No scandal around these men. Now, some that were mightily used, strong anointings, but there was some scandal recorded around their life. They're, pay special note to the ones who had no scandal. They lived beautiful lives. They were consistent every day. David was a king, but he stepped out of consistency at one time. Even though he loved God, he made a choice based on his flesh. And we forever link David and Bathsheba together. They're always linked. In our teaching and understanding, he's linked to the day he chose wrong. What do you know about Jonah? You don't know any of his previous sermons. You only know his disobedience to God and the whale. Right? But when we look at Joseph, he was put in bad places by other people for no, no good reason. Bad, wrong people put him there. His own brothers turned him, sold him into slavery. You would think, can you go any lower? Well, first of all, he started out as a shepherd boy. No pay, you know, he works for his daddy. Can you go any lower? Yeah, there's slavery. And then you think, oh my gosh, can you go any lower? Yeah, there's prison. Can you go any lower? Yeah, be there for 12 years with people forgetting you. And you were innocent. 12 years. 12 years. 12 years. Do you know what it would be like to be enticed to think that it's never changing? That it never gets better. Prisons are a place, and Jesus told this to Dad Hagen, it's one place in the earth demons congregate. He is in a, he's not just serving in someone's house. He's in one of the places where demons congregate, where men are bound by demon powers. And he's there for 12 years. Dark place. But the dark didn't get in him. He could have been down there thinking, God bless my brothers. God bless my former employer's wife. You know, in Oklahoma, we had called her a heifer. I'm just saying in Oklahoma, we're in California, but that old heifer. I grew up with that one, but see, we want the new man, right? The new man. He could have laid down in there, abused down in there, deprived down in there, they're not today's prison system. They're not giving you an education and a phone call and, a, and, a, and consistent meals and televisions and cell phones. They're, they're, I'm talking, they were places of total deprivation. But he kept his insides. He never, it, it's, it's so impressive to me that as a shepherd boy, as a slave, as a prisoner, he never handled money. He didn't have money of his own, never. But when he came out, he was qualified to oversee the economy of a nation. 
Why? Because it's not money that qualifies you for money. It's what you do with your insides every day, with every situation that comes. How you treat that ordinary, everyday places of life determine whether or not you're, you're ready for big money, for big anointing, for big miracles. It's on the ordinary, everyday choices. And it's the renewed mind and the new man being worn that makes the right choices every day in the ordinary places of life. God told me about two years before my husband went home to be with the Lord, he said, you're going to start living off the top of the barrel. But let me tell you what I do. And, and, and I'm just saying this. I watch how I handle money. Yes. When I have, just for example, when I have travel cash, they give me travel cash. I don't just, oh, well, just turn in some of the receipts. Right. I get every receipt I can. That's good. I give back everything. And then I dump in more of mine to make sure I didn't miss something. Because right. this is not about money. Right. This is about God's seas. Yeah. And I will part with anything I need to part with to please the one who sees. I'm interested in pleasing the one who sees, even if nobody else sees, because this is the real you, what you are when no one's looking. This is what. This is what God saw in Joseph. No one was watching to see. We know this. He rose to the top, even being down there in the prison. He was put over the other prisoners. Well, what a joy. <laughs> what they going to do for your future? <laughs> Let me see. Get rid of the networking mentality that the world offers you. Get rid of, I've got to do this, and I've got to make my connection with this person and that person. God's, I, one thing I've never done is call people and say, can you have me and all this kind of, if God can't, if God can't do it, let's just, let's just let, let it be known now. Let's just find that out early on. I don't have to hook up with somebody so that I can get more. Oh, Joseph hooked up was with people that could take him nowhere. And he did the right thing. It kept his motive right because he was down there. He was down there ruling and reigning in that situation over people who had nothing to offer him. They could not promote him. They could. And then when he tried with the baker and tried, that didn't work. They forgot all about him. It's amazing. Everyday choices. Determine your flow. Praise the Lord. He comes out of prison and God says he's qualified. He's qualified to be second in command. The most powerful arena of a nation is their economy. Why? Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you got all the skilled labor, if you got no money to fund it. Money, it takes money for every other arena. And God put him over the most important arena of a nation to safeguard the future of his people. It's amazing to think about. 
But what was he doing? He was doing the right thing every day for 12 years. What about if he had done the right thing for 11 and a half years? And then the day he, you have no idea when God has the day of promotion in line. You have no idea. God never tells you the day. Why? He might tell you the season, but you don't know the day. Why? Because a, a right heart doesn't care about what day. It just is going to be right every day. I'm right every day, not just because something as big is fixing to open to me. Praise the Lord. Days of heaven on earth. That's our flow. Let's decide I'm not settling for anything else less in my marriage, in my finances, in my health, in my, in my family, with my children, not settling for anything less. Now, everybody else around me may not make that choice, but as far as my flow, I'm making that choice, and they're invited into that flow. But I will guard that flow. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, and I'm going to read this one out of the Amplified. So if you have a device there that lets you pull up the Amplified, you might want to do that. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Colossians 3, verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life. Is that you? Yes. Yes, that's you. Thus sharing his resurrection from the dead... Aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God and set your mind and keep them set on what is above the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. For as far as this world is concerned, you have died. He's talking about your old man. You're not, you're not living anymore to express the old you before Christ. You're not there to tell people and demonstrate this is what my life is. No, no, no. It's no longer that. That one is dead. That flow is dead. That way of functioning and operating, that way of living and being is dead. You have died and your new real life, your real life. We got to quit living the unreal lives. <laughs> Amen. The flow that doesn't belong to the new man. But your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. I remember when, uh, when the boys were younger and uh, Grant was having friends over and there was a hiding place under in uh, one of our previous homes that there was a closet under the stairway. And it was just something you just didn't pay attention to, that that door was there. It was easy to walk by it and not notice it. So he always made that his hiding place. And so every, every kid that would look for him never could find him because he always went right there. He just went right there. The only thing is because they couldn't find him and it took him so long he just couldn't, he was just antsy. Like, you are taking so long. So he would stick his head out and start making noises. And I said, if you come out, you're caught. Right. Get your head back. 
Don't reveal your hiding place to the one seeking you. We are hid. And as long as he was hid, it was as though he wasn't there because the, 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 the structure was all that was there. And that's what he's saying. We're hid in Christ. If you stay in him, Satan cannot reach you there. The things, the flows of this world cannot reach you because you're hid, you're untouchable and unseen to the, to the wrong flows. For as far as this world is concerned, you have died and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in the splendor of his glory. I want you to see this when it says, it says, um, set your minds and keep them set on what is above. It's the only thing is, is many times we read that one. Oh, it's above. It's up there. No, he's telling you, keep your mind set on what flows from up there. It's not contained up there outside your reach. Set your mind on the flow that originates from that place. And don't participate in any other flow that doesn't originate from him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Then go with me if you would. Let's look at Romans chapter 14. I don't remember what time I started. Did you pay attention? I don't know what time I started. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. Romans chapter 14. You go, what does this flow in display and in manifestation, what does this flow look like? Well, it, first of all, we said it looks like victory, right? It looks like health. It looks like all these things. But I want you to know that every day when you choose, there's something you have to choose to enter this flow. If we could say it this way, if this aisle represented God's flow, the flow of the new man, the flow of the renewed mind, the flow of what heaven's blessed you with. And this other aisle represented the flow of the old man, the flow of the world, the flow of the law of sin and death. If it represented that, uh, it, how do you step into this flow? There are very purposeful steps to take. Romans chapter 14 and verse 16. Romans 14, verse 16. It says this, For the kingdom of God is not... We could put it this way, the flow of the kingdom of God. Right. Because he's not talking about a location. He's talking about a flow, a manifestation. King, the, the Bible talks about the kingdom of heaven, which is a location, but then it talks about the kingdom of God, which is... Uh, Well, anyway, so we won't go there for long. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And we could say it this way. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy, and that is the flow of the Holy Ghost. You can spend hours a day speaking in tongues, But if you don't walk in your righteousness, what is that, your new man? Your new man? The new man is right with him. 
If you're not walking in your righteousness, if you're not walking in peace and in joy, you're not in the flow of the Holy Ghost no matter how long you speak in other tongues. No matter how much you prophesy. No matter how much you lay hands on the sick. If you're not manifesting these three things in your life through your choices. See, these aren't God's manifestations. He's not the one originating them. um, Excuse me. uh, uh, He's not the one initiating them. They flow from him, but you have to initiate them. He did initiate it by making it yours. Now you initiate it by choosing it every day. What is your choice? I'm walking in my righteousness today. What's that mean? No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. I'm not going to live beat up in this world in my mind by my past because you will never enjoy the flow of days of heaven on earth when all you do is recall and allow the devil to turn you against yourself. Because that's why he brings the accusations and the guilt. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's skilled at it, and you better be more skilled at resisting it. Because the one who's most skilled wins in that setting. And you have to learn to answer, I'm righteous. I'm right with God. And the devil will say, look what you did wrong. No, 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 devil. My, I'm not right with God because I've done everything right. I'm right with God because Jesus did everything right. That's where your righteousness comes from. It's not from your good deeds, your right behavior. It comes from his righteousness made yours. And the devil wants to try to associate your righteousness with you when it's your righteousness with him, with Jesus. Jesus made you right. And you stand righteous before God because of what Jesus did. And if you don't remember that, you're going to be pulled out of the flow of the days of heaven on earth. And you've got to answer those accusations and the condemnation and the guilt. But also that means you can't spend that on someone else either. You can't be reminding them. You remember what you did to me? You remember what you said? Because every time you recall someone else into the wrong flow, you have to go with them. Because you had to touch it to remind them. And what you touch is what's going to possess you. I'm talking about in that moment. Amen. So very purposeful steps in righteousness. You have to, the renewed mind knows I'm right with God. Not because of me, not because, this isn't a behavior issue. This is because of who Jesus made me to be. And because he made us that, we don't treat it lightly and say, well, I can act any way I want because God forgives me. That's dishonoring. And that's one thing righteousness isn't, is dishonoring. It recognizes the great price that was paid so you could be righteous. And you're not flippant about it. Amen. So the kingdom of God, the flow of the kingdom of God is I'm right with God. I'm right with God. And I refuse to let my mind, the way you keep the past in the past and under the blood and washed away is quit talking about it. Quit thinking about it. Every time you think about it, 
talk about it, meditate on it. You bring it from the past and you trouble your present with it. Righteousness leaves it under the blood, washed away. Not just covered up, gone, gone. We have to be skilled at this. I'm telling you, we have to be skilled at this because if you're not, the devil will ding dong your head, as Ed used to say. Remember how you say he'll ding dong your head? That means he'll beat your brains up. And he won't even have to really work, for, work against you because you're so against yourself by the time you've listened to him that he turns you in on yourself and you're the first one to accuse yourself with something. He'll just plant the seed of accusation and just let you sit and water it and reap a harvest off of it. Days of heaven on earth. That's our, that's our flow. That's the flow God offers us. But we have to be skillful in righteousness. Not only that, we have to be skillful in what? Peace. We have to be skillful with it. Why? Because the flow of this world has no peace. Dad Hagen used to say, and he said it by the Spirit over and over, that it's going to get darker and darker in the world, but it's going to get brighter in the church. We have to be more skilled with what's bright instead of skilled with what's dark. And you cannot, you cannot be enthralled and occupied with the flow of the world. It's a distraction to pull you out of the flow that belongs to you. All this political unrest, all the social unrest is nothing but a distraction to try to pull you into a lower flow. And the flow of this world, are those things true or or real? Yes, they're real, but they're not our flow. They're not our flow. That's not my flow. And some are so enthralled with it and entrenched in it, and it's nothing but a distraction that's worked against the church. And pulled them into the political jargon, pulled them into the social You stay in the flow of the new man. You stay in the flow of the life of God on the inside of you. And that other flow is not even worth noticing. It's nothing but a distraction. And the church is going to have to be spiritual enough to recognize it's a distraction to pull us out of the stronger flow, the flow of light. Why? Because darkness cannot comprehend the light. So what's the devil got to do to get you out of light? Get you into darkness. He's got to get you occupied with the flow, the flow of the world. And that's not our flow, not our flow, not our flow. You better come out of that dark and get over here in the light. You better come on. But so much of the church is, oh, all this. Let me just help you with something. Let me help you. The word tells us. Praying first for those that are in authority, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we, the church, may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. God our Savior. God our Savior. God our Savior. Not government our Savior. Not government our Savior. Quit thinking that if a certain person was in office, we could be rescued. God is our Savior. No man is our Savior of this nation. No man is the Savior of this nation. 
There's not, it's not a coincidence he said, God, our Savior, right in the middle of a political instruction. Because we start thinking that if this person or this party was in control, listen, I understand there are parties that do not represent freedom. I understand that. I'm not oblivious, but I'm just saying, don't be distracted. Don't be distracted and get entrenched in that thing of political parties bringing help. God's the Savior. God is the Savior of this nation. Amen. Quit getting honed in and locked in on a certain man or something. Because men are men. But God, he knows how to turn things. But the problem is so, many, so much of the church has gotten down to that lower flow and trying to deal with things in that lower flow than coming up and dealing with it in the higher flow. Just deal with it in the higher flow. Get in the spirit and deal with these things. Yes, vote. Yes, do your part. Absolutely. But do it, first of all, from the spirit realm. I'm so thankful. I mean... I don't know how long ago it was, several months, and I, on the Saturday night I was going to preach on a Sunday morning. I think it was a Saturday night before, and I was going off to sleep, and when I did, I saw three frogs coming out of the Pacific Ocean. And I saw the locations, and I spoke. God said, when you get to church in the morning, have the congregation to join their faith, and you speak to those. Why? Why not just me? Because we know this, when more, when more pray, a greater degree of power. One will put 1,000 to flight, two will put 10,000 to flight. So he said, had the congregation to take their authority over that thing. And I saw it uh, towards the, the L.A. area. I saw it towards the Sacramento, San Francisco area. Then I saw it on the, on the state line between uh, Oregon and Washington. So see, that's the way to deal with stuff. God, our Savior. No, no man can drive those back. God drives those back by his power. Ah, we have a higher place, a higher flow to conduct living out of, to conduct affairs of this world out of. But not if we're down in their level, not if we're in their flow. I'm just telling you, if I can sound the alarm, if I can, all of this stuff is a distraction to pull you down to a lower flow. For the flow of the flow that God offers us is righteousness. And I tell you what, when you're walking in your righteousness, you're authorized to deal with things that try to get out of order in the nation. You're going to bless people in this nation more, not by, not by uh, getting uh, combative. You're going to bless people more by taking your authority in the spirit realm over stuff that are governing men. And you got to be walking in your righteousness to take that place of authority. The authority belongs to you, but you won't function it skillfully without walking in your righteousness. The kingdom of God, the flow that God offers us is a flow of righteousness, peace, and joy. Hallelujah. Well, I don't, I'm not going to go any further because if I do, we're going to stay another hour and we're not going to do that tonight. We want you to come back tomorrow night. But just know this, I'm stirred. What about you? I'm stirred. <laughs> I'm, I'm not living the flow I used to live. Not, not living there anymore. Every day I'm choosing my flow. I'm choosing my flow. I'm choosing my flow. 
Every day I'm choosing my flow. You're going to have to come back Thursday night and we're going to talk more about it. So that we can be skillful at getting into that flow. We got to be good at stepping in. <laughs> Listen, it's taken time and, and every, every pastor knows this. It takes time to teach people how to step into the flow of a service, right? Because uh, there's, there's several flows that happen in a service. You know, what about the flow of just arriving joyfully? <laughs> Glad to be there. That's a good flow to get into, right? That you look like you got faith on your face. That's a skill all in itself. <laughs> Showing up glad and glad to be there, not, you know. <laughs> Anybody else, you know, when you're raising kids and you're driving, you're driving down the road and I've seen it in cars in front of me and I go, I know I've shown that to cars behind me. The, the mom is driving the kids in the back seat and you just see, <laughs> like that, just trying to reach back and grab a kid and... Yeah. Right? How many times we've come to church and we feel like that? We've just been doing that all the way, all week long. Get to church and half cranked. Just half cranked, right? <laughs> so that's one skill, just to come to church uncranked. And then what about this? It's another skill to get people to recognize that worship matters. Yeah. <laughs> that it's not, you don't have to hold down the chair in front of you. It will not leave. You can lift up your hands. It takes time to teach people to respond to flows in a service, right? And then when you give an offering, you receive an offering, you got to get people to respond to that instead of being ticked off. Oh, they wanted my money. Are you that rich? <laughs> you know, <laughs> people, they can't pay their bills. All they wanted my money. Well, you don't even have any. <laughs> Why are you accusing us? All we wanted your money. If we want, all we want is money, we're going to fill up this place with millionaires. <laughs> right? But this is open to anybody. Makes sense. <laughs> and so then you got to teach people to respond to the word, right? That they don't sit there and they're mad at me, you know. And it takes time. It takes time. And I want you to know, we don't step into the flows of days of heaven on earth without practicing that either. Amen. It's an it's a everyday practice. Amen. Come back Thursday night. And, and unless the Holy Ghost says something different, we're going we're gonna to pick up where we left off. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Stand with me to your feet. Father, we thank you tonight. Days of heaven on earth. Days of heaven on earth. Days of heaven on earth. As it gets darker in the world, brighter in the church. Brighter in the church. My life gets brighter. Hallelujah. My health, my health 
gets brighter. My, my finances get brighter. My marriage gets brighter. My family gets brighter. Hallelujah. Days of heaven on earth. Days of heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. The flow of heaven dominating our lives. That when people walk into your home, they go, this is a different atmosphere. The atmosphere is different here. How many times I've read of some of our pioneers, our faith pioneers of old, and they said when you would walk into their homes, it was like the atmosphere. It was tangibly different. Why? Because they chose. They chose it. Amen. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.